You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't know if John has arrogance issues or not, but he is the Hall of Famer. He is our good friend. He's in West Palm Beach, and he's our senior Texans columnist. For SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com, John McClain. John, how is West Palm Beach treating you? Uh, it's treating me great. Great time to be here when they're not playing. and You can go watch them work out on all the fields and the batting cages and in the uh, side sessions in the bullpen. They throw six at a time. I'm fascinated watching the pitchers work on the pitch clocks with the pitching coaches, especially – from Valdez, they like to take a deep breath. I'm working on a column with him right now about that. And Luis Garcia likes to rock the baby. And Jose Altuve can't step out of the box now more than once. And you got to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left. So that's what spring training's for and the exhibition games. They start uh, Friday. And so there's going to be, everybody believes there'll be a lot of violations on every team as they prepare for the start of the season, and uh, which could get off to a, a very controversial start considering how many guys will accidentally violate these rules. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, there's no, there's no phase-in period, huh? They're just going right off the bat, and they're going to be super strict about it to try to, to – to, I, I don't know, John. I guess I read an article about, um, you know, a couple times when they phased the pitch clock in mid-season in, in minor leagues, and – it was like a, a several week transition to where it stopped being much of an issue. So I think by hopefully by the end of spring training, it'll be all right. Have you seen any visible frustration from people with any of it? No, because at this time of year, everybody's so relaxed. There's nobody like Sean, nobody arrogant about anything ah. this time of year. And Fromber Valdez and Luis Garcia, they're confident. Get it out of the way now because when the season begins, they don't want – the clock to be an issue and everybody has been asked about the shift of course and Jeremy Pena who I'll be writing a column about later today was talking about you get to cover more ground athleticism is more important in the field Bregman said whatever I can't get to I'm sure Jeremy will so it's kind of exciting you know they're they may not like the rules but they've been implemented and now they've got to adjust and it's creating kind of a buzz and i think when they start playing their exhibition games it'll be even more of a buzz and i can't wait to see or hear them uh and see how they go about it as they get ready for start of the season oh you know what yeah i thought about bregman maybe bregman's hamstrings will stay in better shape because he doesn't have to stretch those little legs of his out to try to hoof it to more balls with, with Pena right there. Have you seen Luis Garcia struggle with it at all? Or is he kind of getting constant correction on not taking that extra couple steps? I watched him uh, with um, Josh Miller, the pitch coach, and every, 
if nobody's on base, you have 15 seconds to get rid of the ball from the time it comes to your glove from the catcher. Now, uh, Hunter Brown had these rules last year. He just shrugged his shoulders. He said, you adjust and you move on. He said it was not an issue in the minors once we knew what the rules were. And he said, I don't think it will be here. And Garcia was in his windup under 15 seconds every time. And they think that the umpires, if you're in your windup, but the ball's not out of your hand, they're not going to call it. Right, but they were also right, but they're also making him eliminate those extra steps that he was taking beforehand too, regardless yeah, of the I pitch haven't, clock. I haven't seen that. Uh, maybe they will because yeah. they've only been here for six workouts, and the pitchers don't throw every day. But they're sure working with him on it. Hmm. Uh, so, John, is Jeremy Pena this incredible hulking beast that you describe him as in your Twitter feed right now? We've seen some pictures, uh, but the angles of the pictures can be deceiving sometimes. If you took Jeremy Pena and you put him in the Texans locker room and you told somebody that didn't know who he was, pick out the baseball player, nobody would pick him out because he looks like a strong safety. He is more – he's a little taller – and he said he gained three pounds of muscle. He's been lifting weights since his freshman year of college, and he has a program. He said, you can do damage in the weight run, or you can improve yourself. My goal is to improve myself. And he is ripped. You know, you, they don't, people don't see him with his shirt off like you do in the, in the clubhouse. And I mean, he's ripped. You see his, his biceps and his triceps. So he was asked about him. By some reporters, you can tell he's kind of embarrassed about it. And I'm thinking, well, wear a bigger shirt. And, uh, because those shirts are so tight and, uh, and he just looks awesome. And watching him on one of the fields hit home run after home run to all fields is impressive. I've been watching Jose Abreu a lot because I'm going to be doing a column on him and what everybody says about it. And he hits a lot of line drives. He hits the ball hard, but I'm talking about. Pena is launching him. It, John, if you were to put Bryce Young in the locker room of the uh, fitness facility at Deloitte, the big four accounting firm, would you be able to pick him out from the other accountants? Would, you, would because, you say like a <laughs> Yeah, only because, Seth, he'd have some muscle definition, and yeah. I haven't seen an accountant who does. <laughs> but if you put him even in the Astros, locker room I was trying to think who are some of the smaller guys because Bryce Young you know he looks frail there was a picture of him somewhere I saw online where he was standing next to a couple of women and I'm thinking man I bet the Texans hope they're in high heels they uh, they were in heels and and everybody just seems to dwarf him and I'm going to the combine Monday and I can't wait for his weight and his measurement though there was a lot of anticipation for Kyler Murray but the thing about Murray was everybody knew how fast he was, how quick, and he had a really, really good arm. And I don't know if there's ever going to be the scrutiny of a player as there will be Bryce Young. And I can't wait to interview him and, and stand next to him and, and check him out in person. John McClain joining us live from West Palm Beach, Florida at Astros Spring Training. Um, John, what's the concern level right, uh, right now down there about Jordan Alvarez's sore hand? We uh, talked to Dusty Baker about yesterday after Alvarez said through his interpreter, Jim Herrera, that his hand was sore, so he's not hitting. It was his 
it was his left hand. Last year, he had treatment on the left hand, but went on the uh, injured reserve for his right hand. And Dusty Baker said, sometimes if you're a ball player, you wake up with sore hands. He said, I've had four operations on my hands when I play. And then he held up his hands and started showing them to us. He said, we got six weeks down here. He said, he'll tell us when he's ready to go. I'm not worried about it. Now, the guy that now the Astros claim they're not worried about Lance McCullers. We never see him. He's not worked out. They say he's working out indoors. And I'm thinking, well, why? And, uh, but he hadn't, he hasn't thrown in a week because he had soreness in his elbow. But in, and we're hoping that he talks to the media tomorrow because we haven't seen him in the, in the clubhouse. And, uh, so they say he's here though. And, uh, can't wait to hear what he says, and I guess until that soreness goes away, he's not going to throw. John, uh, moving back to the Texans, are you expecting any kind of movement on the Brandon Cooks front until after the draft, or is that something that they might just go ahead and slow play? I think they'll get rid of him, and I think they'll do it before the draft when they can get a pick, because you guys know how Casario likes to maneuver, manipulate the picks, maneuver around. They've got 11, two ones. And uh, if they could get another one, it might be – I'm guessing they might get a five, maybe a six that's conditional five, but I think he's got to go. They need to get some young talent receiver. If they get one really good receiver with John Mechie expected to return in the slot, then that would help the new quarterback. You know, we talk about the quarterback all the time. What if Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan say, we'd rather have Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. and we'll get a quarterback in with a 12th pick like Anthony Richardson or in the second round or we'll start Davis Mills again. You know, I think that would certainly dampen a lot of the enthusiasm because of the buildup for the franchise quarterback. Yeah, 100%, John. You nailed it. It, it will dampen the enthusiasm. And then D'Amico being the coach, I think, cushions some of that blow. If they hired Jonathan Gannon and then they did that, I think we would be, I won't say back to square one again, but it would be, it would be bad. But D'Amico, D'Amico is a shield for a lot of things right now that they could do decision wise in the draft. John, as far as Cooks goes, I mean, that's a lot of guaranteed money that if the Texans, well, I mean, I, I, I guess a team trading for Brandon Cooks, um, is Brandon Cooks going to have to move off of his $18 million salary to get moved? It's not as though he's coming off a great year where he can just plunk the film down. You know what I mean? I think maybe another team would want to redo that contract, yeah. maybe give him some money up front and then stretch it out. But I just think he's got to go. You know, he was really close to Jack Easterby, and he hadn't been the same. And it just seems like he's not the kind of guy you want to start this new era with, considering how close he was with uh, with Easterby. The uh, Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft had the Texans taking Jordan Addison. I like Quentin Johnson from TCU. What, what, between those two wide receivers, which one do you think the Texans would prefer? Well, I know Addison was more productive at Pitt, and then he transferred to USC. But, man, Johnston's 6'4". He may, be, he may shrink at the combine. But you see him make acrobatic catches, and he can run. And that would give them two tall receivers on the outside. Nico Collins. I don't know what they think of Nico considering how much he's been hurt his first two years. That's never a good sign, but I'd rather have Johnston mainly because I've seen him play a lot more than I have Addison and Addison's six foot. He might be five eleven next week. Um, but there's so much time to go. You don't know how these wide receivers are going to end up being ranked. 
I tell you, a position, you know, they need a tight end. This is a great draft for tight ends. Three or four could go in the first round. I don't think they'll do it. But, you know, it's the start of a new era with a new head coach. And Nick Casario tries to accommodate his head coaches like D'Amico. And so I, I still think that the first two picks won't be offense. I think they need so much on defense. I think the 12th pick could be a defensive player. But, of course, a lot of it depends on what they do in free agency because we know they're going to sign a couple of noteworthy players. Yeah, the, what what – aisle do you think they're going to be shopping in? What store, John, if we had to equate it to a store? You know, you got Carlos Correa talks about you want to go to the Dior store and buy your high-level stuff? You buy your stuff. Are they going to be shopping for free agents in the Dior store? Are they going to be more like Target, you know, like more, uh, you know, like Walmart level kind of? Like what what aisle are they shopping in for free agents, do you think? They've been at Walmart now for two years. They've been at the Dollar Tree for two years. (laughs) No, No offense, but they're not going to be shopping at Dior. They're not going to be shopping at the Galleria, but it might be a memorial where they're going to be somewhere in the middle. I could see them paying what we go. Wow, that's the most Casario's ever paid for a free agent for at least one and maybe two. But they have so many needs, they may need to spread it out. You know he's not going to go crazy like Jacksonville did last year, and Jacksonville has for years. But this past season, it paid off for the Jaguars. Of course, it helped that they have a generational quarterback, but uh, I think that uh, they're going to make a bigger splash in free agency than they've made in a long time. Yeah, you know, the the tight end part is interesting because, you know, I know we've all gotten tired of trying to figure out, like, hey, is Casario going to do what they do in New England? And yet, when I look at D'Amico with his background in San Francisco and Casario with his background in New England – Man, they sure have done a good job with tight ends who were not first-rounders. The guys that went in the second, third, and Kittle was in the fifth round between, you know, Gronk and um, Gonzalez and Kittle. That I, I'm. Do you think it's – is that just randomness, or do you think that they just feel like, okay, we can do more with some of these guys. We don't have to bother on taking a, a tight end in the first round. I don't think they will. I think it's exactly like you just said, Seth. They're going to take one. Could be in the third. And when you look at all those tight ends, you know, Travis Kelsey wasn't a first or second round pick either. And I think they'll find somebody. Depends on how much do they value blocking. Uh, guys like Kittle and Kelsey, they block. Some of these guys that come out can block. A couple of them are great receivers, like big wideouts. But because colleges throw the ball so much, these tight ends are coming into the NFL and they look like big wide receivers. So I think they definitely, if there's not a veteran out there, they will make it a priority position by at least the third round. And, uh, and I can't wait to see because, you know, Jordan Akins flashed last year, but he's 30 years old. They're not going to commit to him. You know, they, they like, uh, taking Catoriano. He flashed a couple of times. Now, not enough to say, well, this is going to be the guy, but they're intrigued by him, but they've got to have another one. You know, it's a new era. If you had a, a, a wide receiver, say pick 12, like Johnston, then you had John Matthew, an extra second-round pick, and then you had a, a new tight end that people were fired up about, that would sure add some firepower to the offense for the new quarterback. Davis Mills probably back there going, why didn't I have this kind of benefit? Yeah, yep. John McClain is live in West Palm Beach. John, what do you got going on uh, on your uh, various platforms? 
I'm going to write a column for SportsRadio610.com Friday about uh, previewing the combine and how it relates to the Texans. I have a column up today on Jordan Alvarez on uh, GallerySports.com with uh, Christian and Todd Lewis. We have 10 new videos we put up every day. It's been a lot of fun. I'm working one now about Romer Valdez, and I'll have Jeremy Pena later today. I'm just living the dream, as I tell everybody. I'm a 71-year-old rookie when it comes to baseball. Yeah, it's good. You're doing good stuff, John. Appreciate that. Is it, is, are people throwing things at you in the background? What's going on there? Where are you right now? No, right now I'm in the just outside the clubhouse door okay. where it's quiet except for people coming in and out. Oh, okay, so that's a door opening and closing. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a loud noise right there. I just want to make sure you're not in any danger. You got you and I have to record a podcast in like three hours. So. I thought you were playing yep. one of those little uh, games of the flick football with the little paper, <laughs> the paper football. Yeah, it's the only place I could be where it's quiet. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Good stuff, John. I'll talk to you later on today. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, and by the way, it's our mailbag episode of the Utopia podcast. So if you want to email email any questions, Astros or Texans related, or just general NFL, whatever, anything, mailbag at gmail.com. mailbag at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.